Hey, Sykes here, and I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about my show, Start the Beat. It's a podcast about independent artists for independent artists. Each episode highlights different humans from all walks of life and their individual stories about inspiration, determination, struggle, and so much more. Dive into the fantastic minds of these amazing people, absorb some useful knowledge, and expand your perspective on the world around you. It's like really important and stuff or whatever, curated, produced, and hosted by me, Sykes. Start the Beat is part of the Ethicast family, and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and never miss a beat. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Get this message out here. I'm doing what I love to help a community out. Like, yeah, I mean, what is the next step? What's the one thing I can do today that's going to get us one? So, I mean, I don't know what's what's in the future. Art is the only way you can reach out to the future. It is the only thing that actually lives through a time capsule. And I think that if the DIY scene as a whole put more of a value on itself, it could be a lot more sustainable. Now, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. All right. All so right. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit going We're on. We're over the hump. Yeah. We've just yeah. been sitting here shoot the shit about everything that I've been doing. Yeah. But we didn't record that. And that's <laughs> okay. Cause the shit I wish ain't, we would have. The, the shit ain't about me. It's about you. You're right. It was, ex- but I like the I like the even exchange. You know, it's good for your listeners. It's good for me. It's, it's well, just good it ain't good for them because it wasn't even recording. So they didn't even know yeah. what was happening. <laughs> well, Monday they got a big surprise coming, but I won't ruin it for you. you know? <laughs> well, this is going to be out way after that, so they 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 should already know. So I was glad you know we were talking earlier about like give and take, right? And you know when you said you want to be on the podcast again, it was perfect because. Um, I was getting ready to do, I'm stepping back into the music arena. Like we'll just bust that pill open right now. Right. So I didn't make music for the longest time. You know, this, I was just focused on business and the recording studio. Well, yeah. People should know that your business is like producing music for yes. other motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I've been doing that since about 2011 now and time flew by. So we're talking 2010, 2011, all the way to 2018. And every day, the reason why I even have that studio, and you know this, this is why I love our history, is like, that's what I did. I was an artist. I produced. I was like, you, it, we're very alike. That's why I like love talking to you, because you get it from producing to writing to mixing, mastering, the whole nine. And then the most logical step, if I was going to make a living in music, was to open that studio, Right. And I opened that studio and they always say, you know, figure out how you give value to the world and that's how you'll make a living doing what you want to do, right? So that's why I opened the studio. I'm like, okay, I know all these things. This can be of use to other people, okay? So the past seven, eight years, I've been helping people create their own albums, their singles, finding their voice, you know, being confident in themselves, uh, teaching people how to, you know, other producers, hey, you should make your beats like this and helping people write stuff and producing and blah and all these things that help other people, right? And it does help me along the way. I feel good doing it. I love helping people out. I love, 
I love just giving back to people and giving myself to people, right? Because I'm always learning stuff, and you know this. All of us are. I'm always learning stuff, and a lot of people harbor information, right? But I'm not an information whore. So it's like I would rather give it out than hold on to because I'm always getting and learning from whether it be you or this guy or that person or that girl or whatever. And so I'm always teaching other people, but as time went on, uh, uh, I just seen a quote today. It says, if you resist, it it persists, right? And that's kind of what happened with me as an artist is I think I prematurely stepped away from the creative light, right? And it started to eat away at me. Like every day, every week, every month, every year that I ran the studio, it was all about other people and putting them on the pedestal. Like, man, you could do this, man. Put your single out. Put your album out. You know, I do a lot of... The recording studio is a lot of making people believe in themselves, you know? And and that comes from me believing in myself, right? And me having the confidence to believe in myself, I believe in other people, you could do it. If I've achieved those hurdles, you can. But as years go on, you realize, especially in the recording studio market, a lot of people will make music and then that's where the music is gonna stay, right? They're gonna make it and they're gonna go home, listen to it, let a couple friends listen to it. One bad critique will keep them from ever putting music out. No one will ever know what studio they went to, who they recorded with, none of that, right? Reality's a bitch. Reality's a bitch, (laughs) yeah. So 95% of people I work with, it's like the, the only way the world even knows about that is, is the couple people they tell. And if I tell the world about it, right? And and that like eats away at me because when we're in the studio, I give 110%, right? And I don't care who you are, whether you're building houses, doing podcasts, recording music, you want some appreciation for what you do. You know, it feeds the soul to feel like, okay, th- there is a reason why I'm doing this. This feels good. This is my purpose. And that, long story short, is now I'm like, I need to put my message out into the world musically because I'm basically trying to live through my clients, thinking that lifting them up will lift us all up, right? And it wasn't doing that. It was just zapping my energy. It's like taking a piece of me and then never not giving nothing back, taking a piece. And it was like, it's like all these years, everyone's taking a piece, taking Yo, a that's piece. That's why I don't fucking work with nobody, man. Yes. And it hurts. It hurts your insides. Now, if I was just an engineer, it wouldn't hurt my insides because I'm an engineer. Like, that's what I do. I mix people's music. But people are always like, man, you really know how to bring my record to life. I'm like, I know because I'm an artist. I'm a producer. I've shot music videos. I've made beats. I've mixed stuff. I know where you want to get. So I can help you get there. But I'm still an artist at the end of the day. It would be like Picasso telling, you know, teaching people how to paint rather than painting himself. You know, and then Picasso would have never been great. He would never made 1,500 paintings in his life. We would have never known about him. There would have just been a bunch of other shit hack people making paintings. Not my clients are shit hack people, but just people hacking, (laughs) hacking, you know, Picasso's mind and leaving Picasso dead. And, and us never knowing him. And that's what I feel like. You know, I'm not Kanye Weston right now. Like, I'm Picasso. I'm Steve Jobs. I'm Walt Disney. No. I but I'm... S- <laughs> I don't want that motherfucking name to come up one more time on this podcast. I do, but, not, I do not have 
the emotional energy to talk about that <laughs> motherfucker right now. You're drinking but, a shot a, a LaCroix. You should, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so now when I talked to you about a month sponsor ago. Sponsor me. Sponsor, yes. <laughs> so now um, I, all them years I wrote a blog post about it. Uh, I would when I would be done with sessions, I would create music. Right. And. Every month I'd make like a new song, two new songs. So I've built up this catalog of like 60, 70 songs that are mine, right? And I also have then a full done album that isn't all these solo songs that was like really a focused album. And no one's heard any of it, right? Like maybe like six people have heard any of this stuff. And you sound like your clients. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Dude, now you see this vicious circle, right? Do you see this? Yeah. And and the reason why I didn't put it out again was was courtesy because I didn't want to step on the toes of my clients, right? Because I was just talking to like a PR person the other day. They're like, hey, you have all these emails of all these clients. Why don't you let them know about your music? And I'm like, that's not. One thing I learned running that studio is the psychology of people, right? I deal with a ton of people on an intimate level, right? And it's really funny because the people who don't know me in depth, sometimes they'll come to the studio and they'll make remarks that I'm like, if they only knew, they probably wouldn't be making that remark. It's kind of like being around someone who has a black dad and a white mom and then making like a remark about black people and then them being like, uh... I have a black dad, and then be like, oh, yeah. oh, that's what happens in the studio a lot, is they'll be like, just a couple weeks ago, someone was like, I don't go to XYZ studio because he's an artist too, and he can't give to me, you know, his full attention because he's also an artist. But they don't know that I'm an artist too, you know? So it was like, but all these years, I've like listened to like little things people say that actually pertain to me also, but I... But rather than step on their toes, I just let them say it. I absorb that energy, and then I reflect it back out when the session's over, right? Just to get it off my chest. So when you said, hey, if you ever want to be on the podcast, I'm like, this is perfect timing because I'm going to put out this song. This song is called Eulogy, okay? I shot a video, did the song. We've been doing it since last August. The guy I hired, he's great. He did great work, but it took forever to get the edit of this video done, right? And I really like how it turned out in the end, but I wanted to make sure that when I put it out, I didn't just, uh, I, I knew that whatever song I put out, I didn't want it to just be like me, me, me again, right? Now, this time I'm being courteous to my listeners and to potential fans. I wanted to make a song that really touched on people who passed away. Like last year, I helped helped a family get a headstone because their son didn't have a headstone for a few years so I helped him get a headstone and like did the fundraiser and all that stuff for that I had you know multiple people pass away so that was kind of like heavy on my mind so so rather than be rather than be like I need to make a song or music that you know a lot of people come to me they're like you know you think they'll like this you think this is uh you know ready for the mar the market or whatever the case may be i'm like all right when i make music now when i put this stuff out i'm going to take all these lessons i learned from all these clients like you learn the lessons i'm sure from every person that's been on the podcast and i'm going to try to learn from that stuff when i become an artist yeah. right so i'm like i know that when i put this song out it needs to be like completely 
like what's going on in my brain, not just like trying to cater. You see what I'm saying? Oh, fuck yeah, it, man. Yeah, it needed to be honest. That, that's like the best word for it. It needed to be honest and authentic. So that's what I want to do. And then the second part was I didn't just want to be like shove it down people's throats like, hey, look at my look at my video, listen to my song. So then I don't know if you've been uh, following along, but I've been putting out these like commentary videos, right? And I have been. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I haven't watched any fine. of them. That's fine. No. But I'll tell you but why. But you eventually will. I'll tell you why. Yes. I never watch the trailer for a movie before I see it. That that's perfect. Okay, it's just not that how I roll. Sense. Like I don't. I it's like I'm reverse. Like I don't want to know too much about something before I hear it. Yeah, like, I just want to just throw the art in my lap. Yeah, and then if I fuck with it, or if I don't fuck with it, you'll go. I'm back. gonna go back and try to figure out what makes this. What? Why is this important to you? Yeah. Wow. That's deep. Okay. That's like. But watching, that's just me. Yeah. No. That's that's <laughs> great. And. So that means you have a lot of content to go back to if you're really impressed with the final yeah, product. Yeah, but other people are the other way. Other people, you, you know. They want the hype. Yeah. They want you to build them up. They need the hype. They need the hype. Yes, exactly. And that's what I wanted to do. And I that's also. Like, that's like Pittsburgh's rap scene to a T. To a T. Nobody will fuck with you until you're on the cover of the city paper. Yes. And shout out Meg. <laughs> she helped me. Uh, she helped me with something that's going to transpire. I'm going to announce that myself in the coming weeks, just like your Monday announcement. And. That's what I've do, been doing with this, is building the anticipation. And so I shot these 11 commentary videos. Half the videos are kind of just discussing life in general, like a la podcast style, but just like 30 seconds, one minute, because we yeah. both know people's attention span. And now the next six that I put out, the next round of them are going to be more specific to the actual release. You know why... Uh, uh, like what we did making it, who I worked with, how long it took, more specific to that. The first half was just about life in general because the song is about life and death and people passing. So I wanted to talk on that like just just like we're talking. And then I also have another series of videos coming out that's after that. And I did all these photos. And I wanted to make it a full-on experience to where the video and song itself was only like 10% of the whole picture. You know what I'm saying? And so that is my first foray. And then I shot two other videos that are completely done. One I'm going to put out 4th of July weekend. And then another one I'm going to put out in August, uh, like fall time. And I don't even want to talk about fall yet because not even summer here hardly yet. Yeah. So That's, I'm already yeah, over it. Around that time, we'll just say. It's, it's been 80 <laughs> degrees for one day. I'm fucking done with it. <laughs> and, and yeah, so... And that's great that I'm able to be here and a, a whole lineup of podcasts because earlier we were talking about, you know, you want to give and take. It's not about being malicious in your intent, but you want to have a reason to do something, right? And I wanted to have a reason to come back on here because we've already touched base on, you know, who I am, what we do, this and that, the panel, local music, all that. So I wanted to have a reason to come on to be like, okay, this is interesting. This isn't any th ground that we've covered with yeah. you so far. And that's why I was like, let's do it. It comes out May 21st. Let's touch on this subject. Let's talk about me as an artist. It's like a whole new perspective because people are so used to me being the confidant, the producer, the now as an artist, you're vulnerable, right? Like that's a way more vulnerable position. So now that's kind of the seat I'm taking and I'm just prepared for, you know, the criticism, the love, the hate, whatever. But it, it's easier to get a lot more love being in a position of just you know, being the producer, being the confidant, whatever. Dude, know? I'll tell you what, man. Like, I just like, 
I want somebody to like hate what I'm doing whenever I drop this new shit because I, I honestly I feel like if you're not getting hate you're not doing something right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Like, like if you're getting hate, there's gonna be people that love it too. Yes, but if you're just kind of getting like no hate and just kind of like support from your homies, is yeah. like, am I just doing? Is this mediocre content? Yeah, man. <laughs> And like, I'm just that is my biggest fear, probably, is just, man, as an artist, that's the hardest thing. And I, and I knew that coming into this already, is like the hardest thing is building that momentum, you know, leading into this, because it's, as an artist, I can see why people give up or why people don't let the world hear their music because it could be really discouraging when you're looking at those numbers, when you're looking at the lack of comments or type of comments. And so that's where I'm at now is I do not want to make mediocre content. And that was another thing coming into Eulogy was I was like, I explained it to the director. I'm like, I do not want to make a video that's just me standing there or like me like just jumping around in a video with my homies. Yeah. I'm like, this video, I said, you could do one of two things, right? It's either going to be, uh, it's either going to be not great, but make you like really, really think, or it's going to be really, really shit, and it's going to make people talk about it, but I don't just want, oh, yeah, there's a video. At least when people would be like, well, that made me think for a second. Or, man, fuck this video. This is shit. You know, either way, I told him, I said, we have to touch one of those things. It can't just be me, like your classic, looking through a chain link fence and me rapping or me sitting, like, you know, in the that, kitchen, like well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because, I mean, like, that works for some people, but that's, nobody wants to see you doing that. Or me. No. And I'm or saying because I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're... <laughs> We, we're, we're already somewhere else, and I know that people want to see us at that somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. You we're, know? you know, we're we're dudes, you know, reaching the top of the hill sooner than later. Yeah, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to be very, you know, very mindful about the way we present our content yeah. and our art to the world. You yeah. know, I was just on my friend's podcast, Chad, the I'll Call You Right Back podcast, uh -huh. and we were chatting about... Strawberry Cuz. Yeah. Yeah. We were chatting about... How, you know, for me as an artist, I feel that unless I have something unique to bring to the table, mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to bring it to the table. No. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be that motherfucker that comes to like, like the Thanksgiving potluck yeah. that brought another bowl of mashed potatoes. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that. Yes. You put it perfectly. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, uh huh. No, you you want to show up with some wild shit that people are like, oh, they fuck, love I didn't it or even think it, right? about that. Yeah, yeah. everybody's gonna fucking want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, because enough people were bringing mashed potatoes. Yeah, because that's, that's so the true. easy shit to make. It is. Damn, that's man. not me. That's not me. No, and I don't want that to be me either. No, but everybody loves mashed potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's easy to want to make them. You know. Yeah, but the shits, you know, it's all carbs. It ain't good for you. It ain't yeah. healthy. <laughs> Dude, that you put that trying to put some perfect. like healthy art into the world, man. yeah, yeah. So a purpose, right? Have a purpose. Absolutely, for it. absolutely. You know, I think even art without purpose still has a purpose, but yeah. its purpose isn't art. Its yeah. purpose is geared more towards like the aesthetic and yeah. culture in a different way. It's like yeah. the, the fashion of the art versus the 
yeah art of the art but it's just the fuel of the whole economy and culture of art it's like it's not that what you're doing is bad it's just you're just feeding the machine you know but it's like i i want to like overload the machine every time i do something now you know and maybe i'll have some regular things that i put out too but when i'm making a statement piece with with how i am with eulogy i want to go all out you know yeah you know it's important that people see how much it means to you i think more than yeah. the art itself yes which really caters to the way that you are putting it out yeah i'm just the weirdo that wants to hear it first <laughs> yeah that's all right no because like i'm behind the curtain and i think it's important to market your shit for people that aren't behind the curtain yeah it's really easy to fall into that trap yes when I'm you're thinking everyone's behind the curtain yeah because yes. they're not they're not like I meet people, people will be at the studio. People call all the time, and they ask. They go, "So what are you doing in a recording studio?" Like people ask that question, and people think like that's a redundant question. But I've learned there's no dumb question because I'm like, there's really people that never recorded, and me and you are so deep into it that I just think everyone knows. They don't know, and and that and a lot of the people that you know I surround myself with, and maybe you do too, yeah. are other artists and creators. Yeah, that, so so we're always operating at this level. Yeah, you know, and it's like when you meet people that aren't, they're just on a scale of knowledge of what it is. They're here, you know. Sometimes, and a lot of people do this. It's easy to be like, you don't know, you know. And I don't want to be that person. I'm more like, oh, okay, I get it. You, you've never done this, you know, even. I just read an article the other day, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and it was talking about the same thing about how you reach a threshold. So if like if it's just mediocre or shit stuff, people are like okay with that in a sense where uh, it's okay, people accept it. But when you reach up past a certain point where it becomes to start to be, we'll say you're shooting movies and your movies are starting to take on a quality of like Hollywood budget, now you're going to get the criticism and people are going to start to compare that to, we'll say, Steven Spielberg or James Cameron. But that's a good sign because now you've lifted yourself out of the my homies category and now people are starting to measure you against huge things. You know, so it's like now when you put out a song or I put out a song, we're measured against people on like billboard and people that are at the Grammys. And that's only because we've reached out of the homies category and we're heading that way. And they say, keep pushing because now you'll make something that's here and you will have achieved what it was you were ever trying to achieve to begin with. You know, with you as a producer for so long and not releasing music, yeah, you know, what have like what I know there had to have been just mad struggle with you like seeing like other the the balls that other people have dropped and like uh, over analyzing every little uh, aspect of what you were gonna do with this release. It's like, you know, how long hurt. did it take you to just like get comfortable enough with like having a product that you're ready to put out? Oh, uh, that <laughs> man. The one thing that took me and I still I think everyone struggles with it every day is what's unique about me regardless so, of are you like when you're rec are you recording your own shit like self-engineering yes oh, man, fuck. 
<laughs> Dude, that shit's raw. All right, continue. So, oh yeah, when you hear it, it was all I, I did all the music, did all the mixing, all the mastering, all that. It's only, but I've done that back when we were Shadow Lounge beat battling. Yeah. So it was like it's like something that's stuck with me ever since. Uh, but what um, I realize, and I express this to my clients all the time, you know, and it's you, and it's anyone. The hardest thing for us to accept is that we're not unique in any way in the sense that, you know, like no one's special. But then what's weird is the conundrum of that is you are unique in your own way in that there's no one like you. So it's this it's this fighting with this double sided dragon of. Who am I? I ain't shit. I'm just someone, you know, I'm just Mike Hit, someone who just fucking records music and, you know, whatever. I think I know. But then on the flip side, it's like you meet a lot of times you'll meet people that give you that perspective where they'll look at you like, man, you you really know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing, this and that. And then you're like, well, I am unique in my journey and my experience, all that. So by accepting that. That was really the biggest hurdle I had to get over with putting my music out was that, you know, I do have something to offer to the world, but I just need to get out of my own fucking head and do it and put it out. And that's like 98% of my clients. They're like here all day, all night. Yeah. I think that when we as artists get comfortable in our bubble yes you know we forget that other people everybody has shit going on in their brain all the time right and yeah if i think about the way that i listen to music or engage with art you know like it's not like i'm thinking about my favorite artists of all time all the time no no you know, i'm not I, I think about them a little bit here and there and i really appreciate they exist and it's there in my head yes but you got to realize it it's like that's the most that you can ask out of anybody. Anybody, yes. But, you know, if you keep your bubble small and you're only, like, a part of somebody's, like, the thought process of maybe 20 people mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. then, of course, it's never going to grow. No. Your energy should just be to, like, at least get as many people to think about you for at least one or two seconds a day. Yes. <laughs> and just keep pushing it that way. Just so you just and everyone reach keeps out, making the rounds just of thinking about out you. to as many new people, introduce people. Um, I'm on a huge uh, tangent now. I'm just kind of encouraging everybody to abandon social media. That's interesting. Uh, not totally. It's just the thing that I'm keep saying and people that listen to the podcast are probably going to get annoyed with me saying this, but it's like social media should be an accessory to your real life. Not the other way around. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I Don't let too. your real, the real world become an accessory to the fucking Facebook and your Instagram. This shit's not going to be around forever. No. And it's there now and it's not fucking helping us that much unless you want to pump a bunch of money into it. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, yo, you can fucking take that five bucks that you were going to give Facebook Go out to a local show and meet fucking 30 people. Buy a CD. Yeah, give them some fucking, buy a CD, hand them some fucking flyers with a link to your Spotify or SoundCloud or some shit and be like, hey, I'm a real person. I think you're going to like what I'm doing. I'm fucking with you. Let's collaborate. Yeah. Bring shit back to how it was. Yeah. Like, I think that social media is a great tool when it's just like used as an accessory. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't, it's like, say social media is like, 
your fucking Apple Watch you got on right now. Like yeah. that's a that's a nice accessory to have. It makes your life a little easier. But yeah. can you imagine how difficult your day would be if you walked out the house only wearing that? Yeah, right. <laughs> like there's yeah. other shit. <laughs> there is that other you got shit. There's you know that's a small piece of the puzzle. It's yeah. important and it's very convenient. It's like but even it's the, it's uh, you know every time, dude. Every other time. Shit. Every time I've ever gone out to, like you said, support shows to go to someone's, like recently I had a theme of all this. I had to go to a funeral. It was like, you know, it. it's crazy because that funeral that I went to, I'm good friends with my friend who is grandma passed away. And I went to that funeral and it like brought me closer to all these people, you know, and I could have never did that on social media. And it's not that I went there to do that, but it was like that happening was like, and I always have eye opening moments where I'm like, man, just being around people is fucking so much better than being online. Yeah. And also another thing I want to stress to any artists or whatever listening is it's like you got to be people's friends. You do. Like even even if your goal the smallest amount yeah if your goal is just to make fans and not friends you're gonna have a really hard fucking time yeah fuck man that's where i was at too it's just like people it's where i'm at completely it's, i don't know man like, like a lot of people are chasing the numbers and that the again that's the another bullshit it is bullshit and that's another mistake <laughs> that i watch people make that i didn't want to make when i started putting music out again is i didn't want it to be about like be my fan be my fan i was like how can i give people content in a way that people exp like kind of kind of are entertained by how i give it but it also it's value at the end of the day. It's value to them. Entertaining is a good word because that's what music is. It is yeah. entertainment. Yeah. You know, and it's not a... It's not about me at the no, end. No, it's, it's not. It's not. And that's what artists forget. They make it about them. Like, I'm so hot. Like, the guys that come to the studio and they're like, I'm so hot, bro. I, I, my flows, I got the best beat, this and that. I'm like, you're approaching it wrong. You know, you should be approaching your music in a sense like, yes, authentic and from you, but approaching it like. You know, it's funny. At the same time, are those people reaching out to you to record? Yes. If they were that hot, <laughs> they wouldn't have to reach out to people to record. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You messed me all up with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love the enthusiasm, but it's me just too. like come back down to earth, man. Like be people's a good friend of mine told me this like when I first opened a studio and it just clicked with me the past year when I made this decision to put out my own music and it was, you know, be be the voice for people who don't have a voice. And that doesn't mean just like it's not me, 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 then that made my approach to music different because I'm like, okay, we'll just say eulogy is just the example of like, okay, people have lost someone, you know, how can I make a song that like, isn't just like, uh, you know, pour out some liquor for my homies, which is fine, but how can I make a song called eulogy and eulogy is about, you know, your speech when someone passes away. How can I make this song really work for anyone? Like a mom who lost someone, someone young lost someone, white, black, Asian, rich, broke. Uh, like, how could I be the voice for people in that situation who don't have that voice? It wasn't just about me. Check out my song. This is my song. Like my song. I'm like, no, I wanted to make something where people were like, man, I feel like if I would 
if I needed someone to speak on my behalf about this situation, this is the song. And this is the person who did that. It's the same reason we have a president. A president addresses the nation and things like that. You know, we we don't, we don't gotta get into no, that but right yeah, no, or anyone, <laughs> you know, or or like the CEO of a company has people who you know they're their press person. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're able to speak on behalf of someone in a way that resonates with people, and that's what I want to do with my music. And if I'm not doing that, I don't even want to make the music. You know, and it's not that I hate. It's that's another thing. I want to make this really clear. I also really enjoy recording and mixing music. Like, it's not just a job, and I don't look at these people like, you're not doing nothing with your music. I want to make that clear. Because I like the building blocks of, hey, it's like a prop. To me, it's like a math problem. You know, I, I have this type of voice. I have this beat, and I need to make these two things work together like this. So I want to make that clear. I actually get immense joy out of recording and mixing people regardless of their skill level because every issue people always say you ever deal with whack artists and people you don't want to record technically no i would not know what i know now if i looked at the equation like that you know what i mean like well i don't like the number two so like now i'm not going to be able to solve the equation because i'm not using the number two no everybody has there are different levels where they're at Everyone's voice and tone is a different color. All the beats they bring are different tones, different emotions, different everything, all the way down. And I have to try to get their mind and their delivery and their their whole spiritual being into this position and, and then figure out the beat on a sonic level in this position to make it work like this. And I get a fucking thrill out of that. And it's the only reason I've been in business as long as I've been is because that's what I have a lot of fun doing. But when it there's also that second half, like I said, where, you know, it's really just I give my all in that way during that two hours, three hours, five hours, however much. And I expect you to leave here with that and give it to the world with that same passion. You know, and every time I do that for someone, like I said, it's a little piece of me that leaves whenever it's like, it's like us taking the time to build a beautiful house and then being like, all right, knock it down. Or like you build some leg, you build a fucking Lego starship, you know, like it feels so good doing that. Right. And, and it's then you're just like, yeah, I think for some people it's not, that isn't the attitude though. I think a lot of people that get into it coming up, yeah, they either don't realize how much work it's gonna be, yeah, never, or they're just really expecting somebody to come in and grab them by the hand and just swoop them up, and fly you around all your successes. And like I know. even even in situations where it looks like that's happened for artists, like maybe to people that don't live in Pittsburgh, they might think that like maybe that was a situation with like a Mac Miller. Yeah, but that's not the case. It wasn't. No, they you know he was grinding locally for a couple years before shit took off for him, and yeah. you know he was putting in work. Yep, and that's what happens with other any any artist. It's not like, I mean, okay, maybe there's a an argument to be made for somebody like a Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, that seems to have come out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> but. You that know, happens that, that's though. It's like, it's like the lottery. People that's a, scratch and win all the time. You know, you know, that's a that's a that's a you shouldn't that stuff's possible, but you shouldn't base no your potential off of that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like 
And I've lost and I've fallen out with people in the studio. You know, like it's real world shit. We're still just people. I've fallen out because their expectations, I don't meet their overall expectations when reality, the only thing I'm supposed to fulfill is giving you a great sounding record. I'm not supposed to market it. I'm not supposed to push it to the people. I'm not supposed to even give you advice on even how to do it. My only job when you come to me is to make it sound great and to and to try to get you even coaching you in to to giving you getting you to give the best performance and and to connect you spiritually. All that is an extra, you know, and I think people are like like you said, I'm supposed to fly in and like do everything. Yeah, no. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, that's not how that works. And I've fallen out with people, not like argument, but we just parted ways because that was their expectation. And then they go on, they don't even do anything anymore. You know, because then it was like, it was like, oh, it's all done. You know, my dreams are shattered. Like, no, like making music, it's the fucking old stupid saying. It's 10% music, 90% everything else. Yeah, I think that... Everybody has the right to create art. Everybody should make art if they want to make it. Yes. But on the flip, you kind of have this survival of the fittest yes. sort of thing where it's like there's some shit that you can't teach people. No. And people can't it's like it's like there's like a natural sort of thing within people. Yeah. That you need to really I think break that barrier mm -hmm. of like it's it's one thing to like make art and then sit on it. Yes. But having like that the business mindset is one thing, but just like the social mindset mm -hmm. and having everything be very uh man, like cohesive? Yeah, just like bring it all together yeah. in one big sort of, you know, ball of energy. Yeah. Not everybody can do it, mm -hmm. unfortunately. No. And that's like that's like the real shit. That's why you get people that do shit, mm -hmm. record stuff, and then they don't they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, you know they just don't have it. They don't. I remember like the first time it. we ever sat down, you talked about artists having that it. That you that's real. That? And yeah. I think that that's that's it. Like yeah. some people just <laughs> don't fucking have it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter like how good their content is. Mm -mm. There's so much more that goes into distributing that and getting people to embrace it. Yeah. That doesn't even seem like it should be part of you don't even think about this shit until no. you're in it, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's changing constantly. Now we're with especially with like the music industry in 2000 and what fucking years is this now? 18. <laughs> too fucking old. I can't pay attention. It's nuts. Yeah. You know, like platforms are there's always people keep on trying to introduce new platforms and the platforms that do exist are constantly changing yeah. blah, the way blah, they want to work. Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I don't want to care about it. Yeah. Because at the end, we, we, are, we are true artists in a sense like you couldn't just get up one day and be like, selling all my records, selling all my trinkets, selling all my equipment, I'm just going to go get a job. At that point, you might as well just order your casket Set up your funeral service, kill yourself, and we'll have a thing for you because that's what makes you live. You know, it's so hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm just not gonna make music, not gonna record people, I'm not gonna go to shows. I'm not, I'm just gonna. Yo, like people all the fucking time. Kill me. <laughs> yo, all the time. It's like 
this question's like annoying. Like if you're listening to this, don't fucking ask me the question ever again. Yeah. Like, I just want to, people are like, you know, how do you do everything you do? It's because I want to do it. Just want to do it. That's it, what we do with our time. And if you want to do something bad enough, you'll fucking do it. Yes. It's simple. I know like there's like some people have like, okay, people might not have like the funds or the time because of family and shit like that. But if you want something bad enough, you can make it work and you can make it's life is so much about compromise. It's all and, about it. You know, just scheduling and just organizing your shit. And yeah. if you want something, if you want to make something happen, you can make it happen. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. You know, there's people like I, I, I've said this before, there's, you know, people in the, in the Olympics without legs. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> or the guy that drives the truck has no arms or legs. Did you see that video? No. He dry, goes to work. He has no arms, no legs. He still drives his truck. And people are trying to tell me that they can't put their album out. And I'm like, you have two arms and two legs. You're just not hungry enough. You're not. You know, you're not, man. And there's either a, you're not hungry enough or you're trying to get you're you're like trying to get the wrong thing the it's wrong like, thing like you're trying mm -hmm. to get pad thai at the olive garden yeah <laughs> like, it's just not, you're not in the right place you're not <laughs> or or dude that's i i think people gotta understand too right they have to find the pleasure in pain right there's a lot of pain that you and me go through to see that end result of, you know, the the new violence show. Yeah, and that's back to survival of the fittest shit for yeah. me. It's pain like is pleasure for me. Some people can't figure it out. Or yeah. some people aren't, you know, mentally... I don't want to say mentally strong enough, but I'm going to say that because I don't have time to think of another right. nicer way to put it. Yeah. They're not mentally strong enough to take criticism and, like, put it through their... Brita filter yeah. in their brain to turn it into like something that's productive. Yeah. You know, anytime somebody gives you criticism, whether it's malicious or productive, it could always be productive because mm -hmm. everybody's opinion. If somebody is like passionate enough to say some ignorant shit to you, yeah. there has to be a good reason why. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of that might be internal. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of the time people say like hates jealousy and shit like yeah. that. But that's real. It's like what what is triggering somebody enough to make them say this shit to you? Yeah. You know, figure it out. Figure you know, it out. Is your shit whack? Yeah. Or not? Or what's you know, what's wrong? What are you not doing that's not connecting with that person? Maybe that isn't somebody that ultimately you want to get. Yeah. You know I mean? There's people that don't like the Beatles. There is. People don't <laughs> like Michael Jackson. Yeah. They uh, say they're whack. I'm like, whatever. I so... <laughs> You're not everybody's gonna like your shit. You can't make something for everybody. Mm -mm. But there's always it's always interesting to analyze people's opinions of art and understand why people like things and why they don't like things. That's yeah. why I try to keep my finger on the pulse of what is popular in music and what's trending, just because I'm curious to know what people are into. Yeah, it's like why do people like Lil Pump? fucking yeah. idea <laughs> but it's not for me right it's you know not, it's, right. The, it's the same argument about like me complaining about the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movies like yeah oh it's not the same well it's like well it ain't Which for you suck, motherfucker <laughs> no not the movies don't suck that bad the cartoons are atrocious whatever's going on there they just need to fire all them guys 
you know, it's just not for us, man. You know, it's whatever. I'm happy you said that because that's also where I'm at right right now. And I'm going to use these next six months as kind of uh, my testing period. We all right? As We're so- great. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use these next six months as kind of my testing period. This is something else I learned by dealing with my clients is, uh, like you said, this is so great, is who is it for? Right. And so with you, I'm not saying it's easier, but so with like Lil Pump, it's like trap music, you know, you know who you're catering to. Right. Like the to the the rebellious. You're team. bringing mashed potatoes to a to, room full of motherfuckers. Love, love mashed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or metal. You do metal music. So it's like, OK, metal scene. We're going to do metal, metal and beer. They love it. Let's bring it together with me. That's I don't know who my audience is because you know me from being in the scene, right? I'll be at the rap show, I'll be at your show, I'll be a fucking an art gallery, I'll be at the fucking hood place where they're blasting trap music. So and I'm if like, you're not out somewhere, you're on social media, on social media, liking every motherfucking post, liking posts, and you see even the people that interact with me. Like I even try to use my social media as a gauge, and I'm like everybody's interacting with me. You know what I mean? Like the rappers on the hill, the mother in, in Bethel Park, the kids that are going to school at the city school. I'm like, who the hell is my audience? And so uh, musically, if I want to do something outside of music, I think it'd be way easier for me because in general, like if I did motivation or something, you know, you just look for people who want to be motivated or something like that. But musically, I'm like, who the hell is my audience now? I don't want to just say, yeah, we all want to say, you know, artists will always be like, anyone fucks with me. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, you're going to get the anyone's. But, like, who is my core demographic? And that's what I'm trying to use over the next six months. And, hell, if I don't find my core demographic, then I'll just make music for fun, put it out, and figure something else out. And hopefully in these six months, though, I do find my core demographic. And, and I'm like, great. Now, I feel like Mac Miller, we knew who his core demographic was. Wiz Khalifa, we knew who the core demographic was. It's like... Who is the demographic for Mike Hits music? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And I don't want to make that mistake of of that I see a lot of clients do. They'll be like, and that's why I'm also taking a sample survey. You know, it's like labels do it. Everyone does it. The artists will come to me and they'll be like, uh, they'll say that. They'll be like, who should I market to or this and that. And I'll be like, you haven't even put out a song yet. You don't even understand who's even listening to you. So put out a couple songs, create some momentum. Like this music thing isn't like a month long thing. It's like it's oh, if you're gonna do music, the only way to do it is to do it over a long period of time because that gives you all that the analytics of your mm-hmm. own life, not even social analytics. Just like the analytics of you, like who is attracted to me, who listens to me, who hates what I do, who loves what I do. That's what I'm trying to figure out for the rest of 2018. That's with what I'm putting out. You know, that's why. Again, talking to other artists out there, you cannot make music for people behind the curtain. You cannot make no. art. You have to make art for the motherfuckers in the seats because I'll tell you what, man. The people that I have found, especially with Sykes, yeah. that gravitate towards it the most yeah. are people that I never would have expected. Who is it you think? Like, who, who do you know? Who is it that you know? Just the, I, there isn't like, the demographics of people that are into it aren't people that will say I'm start say when I started I was making rap yeah people that like hip hop don't fuck with me right really right you know what I mean like yeah. the people or people it's it tends to be people that electronic fans? the people what that is it? like me the most tend to be the people. 
that are some of the most like musically, I don't want to say ignorant people, but people that just haven't been exposed to a whole lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Because there's so much in my music that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, there is. That it just, I get these reactions from people and I could tell they're like, you know, I've never fucking heard anything like that. And now yeah. I'm to put my finger on it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what do you listen to? Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are usually the people that only listen to like one or two kinds of music yeah or people mm. that aren't super like one. and people that again like a lot of the time they're people that aren't super embedded in the underground music scene yeah which is weird it's like people that just kind of listen to like mainstream popular shit yeah that aren't that don't have this like jaded mentality of like oh is this underground enough for me you mm, know what right I mean? yeah right right because like while I'm an underground artist, I've never really tried to make music that wasn't accessible. Like, I've always wanted to make music that anybody could enjoy if they were interested in hearing, you know, what I have to contribute to the yeah. world. Um, but, like, and, like, when and, you did and, your old stuff, when you were doing the rap stuff, you know, you've joked about this on social media where you'd be like like you didn't like it or whatever the case may be or like i don't know if you're joking or being serious but like why do you think it's easier for you to do the metal stuff than it was your previous stuff because it's because the it's the demographic is instantly like there oh yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah so that's the thing like so right now I, I can't, I'm not going to speak about why things did or didn't work in the past. You know yeah. what I mean? But currently. Which your past stuff was amazing. Like, okay. seriously, I'm not just saying it because I'm here, but you even knew I was an advocate of what you did, that old stuff. And, and I would be like, why isn't this blowing up? And I think that probably boiled down to who is my audience at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a combination of not finding my audience and really not knowing how to talk to my audience yeah even if i found them not knowing how to talk to fucking people yeah you know what i mean and that's something that over the past few years i've really been focusing on and changing and now i'm getting this new project together for sykes and i feel really confident in it and i yeah. feel like i have in a good set of people that i'm gonna push it to and, yeah you know i'm working on all the same kind of meticulous shit you are all this behind the scenes stuff yeah so we'll see how it goes yeah you know, all I know You're a is nervous, I, aren't you? I have. Oh, I'm nervous as fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I'm super nervous <laughs> because. Yeah, me too. You know, I just. I just I don't know what it is. It's I'm going to be happy one Regardless. way or the other. You know, I just want it to I just want it to be. I want I just hope people see what. I hope like. They absorb the message? Yeah, but I hope they, like, get it. You get know, like, I hope they, yeah. like, really... But that's, like, so, like, pretentious Cliche. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so... No, they'll get it. You it's... want them to just appreciate it. Yeah. You hope that you... Not only they... Here's another thing. Another thing I've learned, right? You could say, I want to make money off my music, right? Someone pays you a dollar for your CD, you've made money off your music. But you want people, and I want people... 
rather than say, we both want people to appreciate it, but we want to put a number or we want to figure that out because I think we'll be more satisfied. And that's where I'm at with eulogy is I'm like, okay, I want to get a thousand listeners on Spotify within this like six months. You know what I mean? I want to do a hundred thousand views on the video on YouTube and that will satisfy me because I can just say, I want people to see my video. All right. You saw it and Stacy saw it. Good. I I met my goals, you know, and that's what we need to do. You and me and anyone making music is set very specific goals. So you'd be like, I did it. Otherwise, you're going to be like, no one appreciated it. Or, yeah, some people appreciate well, it. Yeah. Set the number. I think that um, I realized I just didn't really answer your question before no, about right. the metal versus thing. I oh, think yeah. Definitely metal. There's just like an ingrained demographic. And it's yes. like really easy to reach out to those people yep. even like you could it's like if you're it's somebody, like the battle rap audience if you're, if you're somebody Same that thing. like listens to metal yeah i could see a motherfucker walking down the street and be like oh that motherfucker likes metal metal yeah yeah it's so easy yes yeah. but for like it's a stereotype but it's like but for what i do what with what i do with sykes people that are into like you know experimental off the grid hip-hop it's like who are they yeah like, it could be any what do you motherfucker. Look like? It could yeah. be that. It could be that same metal motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be the the forty year old lady. It just made me a latte at Starbucks. It could be, yeah. And when she gets off work, she's like this. Well, and that's what my fucking Prius. fan base is like for Sykes. Like, <laughs> if I do like a Sykes and New Violent show and we promo it hard, there's Man. gonna be motherfuckers that have like anthrax patches on their fucking jacket <laughs> to like you to know, me. I'll be there to you <laughs> yeah. to like you know. Someone that just looked like they got off their shift at like <laughs> J. Jill or some fucking, you know, reads bullshit yeah. mom retail store, you know, like it's all over the place. I yeah. can't, I can't predict it. And I think that that's, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. That, but it makes I it can, harder I can too. Make, I can make music that, anyway. you know, reaches out like that. But at the same time, it does make it more complicated. Granted, those are things that, I'm focusing on a lot more with this new project. Yeah. Like this album, not to talk about me too no, much, but since you're here yeah. and we're we're already 53 minutes in, so you got your point across right, anyways. <laughs> and anybody that's still listening, Fuck me. yeah. No, nah, no, nah, you're <laughs> you're great. But this is probably like my most focused group of songs, like yeah, ever. I believe it. And uh very because it was everything was instead of it being like a collection of songs, it was written over like a span of time like everything was put together in a really condensed short amount of time mm -hmm. and with has this, a sound yeah it definitely has a sound and like down to like dumb shit like i didn't curse once on the record good for you you know like because yeah. it's like i want to be able to do shit like uh, it's like the music's weird enough that i want to be able to like play some grimy ass show and like be like whoa this is weird yeah but i also want to be like the motherfucker on stage at the arts festival. Yes. Because wow. there, I don't feel like hip hop or like alternative subgenres of music really get their spot in the limelight in those types of events. Because a lot of the time the artists just want to make it so abrasive that it can't be embraced by the public. And I'm yeah. kind of like, eh, fuck mm. that. Like you don't need to be, so aggressive that like you pigeonhole yourself into this niche it's like i don't want to be pigeonholed mm. in a niche of like kids that i wouldn't want to hang out with anyways that are in their like late teens early 20s i'm in my 30s mm -hmm. 
It's like which you're still young by the I'm way. I'm not going to be that. I don't want to but that's the thing. It's like I'm going to keep getting older. Yeah. And I don't want to be the fucking dude pushing 40 playing shows in a basement in because a basement. those are the only motherfuckers that want to hear my weird abrasive shit. Damn. It's like I want to make music for people that are going to listen to it, but I want to be able to expose some weird shit yeah. to people but be able to do it on a platform that is more public. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking about this shit. And like, it's like, I can't, we, it's like, it's not going to happen with Grey Walker, unfortunately. It's too, I mean, but that's still why we do, you know, the community events and things that we we're talking about off the mic that we're going to be working on. It's mm-hmm. like, we, it's like, I think people get what we're doing and we're nice people, you know, we're yeah, a metal are. band, but we're far from angry or unapproachable you know but what every I mean? metal band was really nice like when, yeah. when i got a brutal like everyone's yeah. fucking awesome for real so but i mean like ultimately with that music it's always going to be sonically too much for something like arts out, festival in, yeah, yeah just using the arts festival as a generic yeah blanket yeah but with something like with sykes i think there's a really good opportunity to cross you know, that barrier to cross that barrier and at the same time I, you know, try to push the genre of hip hop a couple steps forward. I feel like that's something that I've always been trying to do. And like with one way or another, I feel like maybe I've gotten some flack for that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all like the, you know, what you're doing isn't really hip hop, you know, like Mm -hmm. five, six years ago when I'm yelling and shit like that. And Mm -hmm. I was a little angrier. Yeah. Flash forward to now. What does every motherfucker sound like? Angry. Everybody's fucking yelling and angry. <laughs> and all six nine yeah. even yelling. And <laughs> it, it, it's just like, I, granted, I didn't sound like that. And I'm yeah. not saying I was doing that before them. Yeah. But that's why you can't fucking doubt yourself and just no. be you. And be you. A lot of it is just time and place. Mm-hmm. It is. But that's on that's on a big scale. You know, you don't always got to be focused on that big scale, you know. So for me, I just want to be able to share my music with as many people as possible and get people introduced into like some off the grid shit. Cause if yeah. they fuck with what I'm doing, then maybe they'll dig a little deeper and then, then maybe they can go to some basement shows on their own and see yeah. that weird shit. But like, I'm over that. Like I just want a bigger platform. Two to, points. Yeah. I know we're running late here. I don't give a fuck. I gotta say this. These are two things. One is that's where I'm at the same way. Right. Is, I want to make hip hop, but it's not extreme over lyrical hip hop and it's not dumbed down hip hop, right? I'm trying to find that middle of the road arts festival sound. I love that we said that <laughs> to where it's like, you know, it's it's not too friendly and it's not too mean. It's like, you know, middle class millionaire like I have. It's like right down the middle of like... I could do that. I could do Arts Festival or we could be at Millville Hip Hop Fest and I could do it there. That's what I wanted to make. And two, I wanted to tell you, hip hop, it's fucked up, dude, because back to the metal you do, it's so embracing, right? Like when I'm at Brutal or I'm at like some show of yours, everyone is like mingling with everyone. We're drinking, we're having fun. And hip hop is so rude to its fans, to its everything. There's a lot of shit in metal that's like that too. Really? Oh yeah, there's some clicky shit with metal, especially in Pittsburgh. There's bands that don't fuck with us. What? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. That's that's crazy. I thought you fucked with everyone. There's people that don't fuck with us, trust me. 
There's people who don't fuck with us. There's, you know, there's shit talking and like little, little petty dumb shit. And like, meanwhile, you know, I'm just like, motherfucker, if, if we were in high school, we'd all be sitting at the same lunch table. Yeah. So why, why it's like, I don't, so I don't give a fuck. I'm too old. I got enough fucking friends and cool people. Then at the end of the day for what you're doing, because you guys do a lot of shit. So that's the only thing that could boil down to. You know, part of me thinks that that could be it. They need to just reach out and say, hey, can I get on a show? And they'd realize you'd be like, sure. We have a show in three months. Have a set ready. Or, I mean, there's been times I know, like, people have, like, reached out to us to play shows and, like, we don't want to play them. Yeah. Or we can't. And it's just like, you know, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not like a we're too good for your show. No. It's just like you got to realize, you know, we're all in our 30s. Mm-hmm. Some of us have kids. Some of us are, you know, back in college. Yeah. We all work. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to play at a bar on a weeknight. And you have all these other projects and shit going on. We if can't. it don't fit, it it's don't fit. It's nothing against you. It's yeah. just like, it doesn't work for us. Same with me going out <laughs> to shows. Like, I, I want people to understand, like... I can't make every show or everything because it's like I'm running a business. I'm running my life. I'm I'm doing other stuff too. Like people get take offense to everything and back to what you said. But yeah, it's I, I don't always... think about my favorite artist hundred percent of the no. day, right? So just be happy that you know I came to a show that year. That should be enough for you. Yeah. And you should be like, damn, he did support. He found time in 365 days to do at least one, or even in two years to do one. You know what I mean? It's not about all of me. It's about the whole collective. Yeah. You know, I, it's like, I I will admit, you know, like, I could be a pretty self-absorbed and selfish person, but that's part of being an artist. Yes. And like, there's and only- your seat and how you are, though. You do so much that it's hard to not be like that or else the whole fucking ship's going down. Yeah. But, you know, I think that the one thing that I can do for the community that I do do and I have been doing is this podcast. Yes. That that's my contribution. Thank you. That's my thank contribution. You. I know, mean that like, I know sincerely. That, well, hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, like I, I know like and it's cool. You know, I've made a lot of people. There's a lot of people that support me and I know there's a lot of people who don't fuck with me. Yeah. I know there's people who don't like me. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. It's chill. Maybe one day I they will, like, though. That's how I this feel, shit but is. That, I think, like, you know, with Greywalker or people not liking me for what I do with Sykes, I think a lot of it doesn't really have to do with my art. It's always just on some personal shit. Yeah. You know, like, whether, you know, we didn't want to play a show. You're or, vegan, they're not. Or, like, <laughs> their fucking girl hangs out with some dude that's in our band now. Yeah. Or, like, ex-girl. You know, it's all that dumb shit, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know either, man. I'm just we're both just still trying to figure it all out. That's all. And I and I'm just I don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes over again. You know, and I know that you don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes over again. I want to keep learning from all the clients I've worked with. I hope they learn from me, from all the podcasts I'm on, from all the network of people that I know, my family, my friends, all that. I just want to keep evolving. You know, I know a theme for you today was like, we're in our 30s. But, you know, I always say, I want to live till I'm 100 years old. You know, so I'm at the very, I'm at infancy of everything that I've learned so far. I'm actually at the age now where I can actually start to apply everything that I know in order to get to where I want to get yeah, to. Yeah, the, the reason why I, you know, I bring up age 
age a lot, and that's that's a that's actually a pretty common theme on the project I'm going to be dropping. Yeah, is just like being the age that I am, living in the time that we're in now. And yeah, I'll I'll get more, and I could tell you more about that off the mic. Yeah. but uh, I don't think I bring it up in a way that it's like a like oh this sucks I'm getting older time's running out. Yeah, I'm bringing it up in a sense that it's like look like because I meet a lot of people. It's like. Most of the people that are in my circle, I've known for, you know, less than five years. Wow. Me and I mean, you probably are very few that go back. Then. You know, I mean, there's other people, but, you know, people come in and out. I'm talking about people like in the scene that are active. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because like, so I meet new people all the time, especially on the podcast. And it's like, they don't, most of the time, they don't know how old I am. And then two, it's like they have no idea the history that I have yeah. or how long I've been doing shit. No. So it's just kind of like a You're just some punk. If kid. I'm if I'm like <laughs> if I'm like expressing something to you or trying to drop some knowledge, I'm not saying that I know everything, but yeah. I definitely have a shit ton of experience. And yeah, I'm just you trying to help you out. Yeah. Cause I wasted, unfortunately, a lot of time, you know, not I was not believing in myself. I think I was always like doing good art but i was just so i was so hesitant to put stuff out there You're you know what here, i mean dude that's our biggest enemy oh my god uh, it was it was like being in in my head and just also like not knowing how to get the words out of my mouth that i wanted to or know how to talk to people in the right way yeah or you know how to just how to be confident in yourself. How to be confident in yourself and how to effortlessly get people to be confident in you. Mm. Man. Takes a long time to get there, though. Like, I think you're there. I'm there now. I think that's something that people underestimate. Like like a Takashi six nine, you know he he made people effortlessly believe in him because of that aura. People don't understand that superstars let off that aura. You know it's that big energy. Whether you see him on a screen, you're in a room with them. Whether it be country music, metal music, rap music, movie stars. Yeah, whatever. I feel like there was like so like with a with a Takashi six nine, and we'll we'll wrap it on this where we are. Right. We're over an hour. All right, but this is probably gonna end up being like a, a twenty minute chunk anyways. Okay. By the time we get done with it, <laughs> so. I'm thinking about, okay, when you groom and prep a new artist, mm -hmm. like somebody like Takashi 69 mm -hmm. obviously, like, there's people in his court that are not new to the game. There's, no. like, people behind him that have been probably in this shit since, like, there is. Biggie days, yeah. Death Row days, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, old heads. Yeah. And I think there was just, like, okay, like, we got, like, a good package here. We got an image. Mm-hmm. We know the songs don't matter that much. Uh -uh. So but we could put together like some wild shit, mm -hmm. get you some good visuals, and then here's a checklist. Mm -hmm. Instead of like a checklist of all the places where you need to appear mm -hmm. to get your name out there. Like, you know, yeah. like Complex. Complex. Double Breakfast XL. Club. Yeah. You know, just check all that shit off. Just go straight there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have the we have the influence and we the have push. the budget, the influence and the push. Yeah. But that's like on some other shit that you can't as a starting up artist you can't put yourself out there like that you can't unless you already know those motherfuckers know them yes or your budget is crazy like i got 100 grand just to blow my career you could be famous 
Like a hundred grand, like the two chain story, how he took like ten grand and matched uh at the time, I guess it was Warner, and they put up the other forty grand for like fifty grand promotional budget. You know, like me and you know damn well, ninety nine point nine percent of artists ain't being like I'll take a chance with. 10 well, grand. even two chains wasn't new. No, he wasn't Titty new. Boy. Yes, he knew the people. He yeah. had a ton of experience Being and hustle boy. in the game prior. Yeah, yep. And made, made you know, made a lot of connections and had road experience, studio mm-hmm. experience, and all those things. Mm-hmm. So don't put yourself. That's and that's what I'm trying to do with this, man. That's what I am doing. That's looks like what you're doing too. Is I'm just putting myself in my own shoes, no one else's shoes. And I'm just using all my experience, all my everything to kind of, okay, what is the Mike Hit path? What is the Sykes path? You know, that's where we're at now. And that's where I say, man, we are just now, you and me, we are just now able. We just now learned our superpowers it's like a comic book like we just figured out how to use these powers now it's time to go out in the world and make a change man so when is eulogy dropping again eulogy monday may 21st 2018 it'll be on all major platforms it's already for pre-order on itunes it'll be on spotify the whole nine the videos and i used to go under hit of mcm for everything that i've done it's just mic hit now i'm going flat mic hit so any of my old music hit of mcm it's like and this is really funny because eulogy i didn't mean for this at the time but uh, I'm aware of the universe's message to where this is kind of like the death of the old me and the birth of the new me. All my information, all my influence, all my network, the music that I've made, now just embracing I am Mike Hit. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I don't have to hide behind a label, like a name or a, a brand, whatever. I'm Mike Hit. There's MCM, but there's always going to be MCM, but I'm Mike Hit and, you know, we talked about on this podcast. I'm going to be on about five other podcasts. I got some other things lined up, so I'm just trying to make May as big of a snowball as possible leading up to it. And then um, I just I hope you enjoyed enough to go back and look at all the other content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, definitely check it out. And I appreciate you. Did, did I reach uh, – have I been the most – uh, appearances on your podcast? I feel like I have. It's like my fourth appearance. It's your third. Third. So I had the first one, and I had the p- the panel. Okay, that's right. This is my third. Did I make it, or is there other th- third timers? There might be. There might be another third timer. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm in the elite. Yeah, the elite dozen. Yeah. Yeah. I have to think about it, but not not many. Good. Not many. Are you doing a 200 like anniversary one? Like 200 episodes, a big one? I don't know, man. You know, I do want to do another live event. I'd like put out some feelers on on social media about it. And a lot of people said that they were they'd be into it. Yeah. I think it, it's more or less a matter for me to find a proper venue to do it. Be a lot of people there. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Because <laughs> a, a lot of people. Maybe not. A lot of people like to. Say shit, you know, like I have a there's a a line (laughs) on the new Sykes album, kind of a jab at friends. Yeah. And it just says uh, 
everybody says that I'm the hardest worker they know. I wish they worked a little harder at coming out to my shows. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. No diss. We still love all you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was actually um, another thing that I wanted to bring up was in that same, in that same, actually in that same chunk of that song, it's just kind of my one like, fuck you critique towards everything. Um, and it kind of gears towards the way a lot of people think about hip hop now and artists. And uh, what I said was the same cats who won't pay to play are the same damn cats who pay for plays. Uh, yes. Damn. Fuck, man. And it's true. Like a lot of people talk about, you know, not wanting to work and yada, yada, yada and doing all this shit. Yep. And it's just like instead of spending that, you know, that five, ten bucks to go to a show and meet some people. Yep. You know, they'll throw five or ten bucks at some robot to. They will. You know, give their fucking views a little boost or some shit like that. It's all meaningless. And that's like, actually- I've met I've met motherfuckers that have like been like oh like you rap like and i'm like yeah yeah i do, I do rap and there's just like oh word yeah i got a soundcloud song got like ten thousand hits I'm like ten thousand people didn't listen to your fucking you're song. like okay <laughs> if ten thousand people listen to your song you wouldn't have to tell me that no right but, but just like just like the people that are like if they were the hottest shit they wouldn't yeah. have to yeah. reach out to you to record some shit there'd be people i mean like but that's not a some... diss on you or a diss on them no but it's just but this is something I've learned. This is something else I've learned. Is eight billion people is a lot of fucking people. And there are people that are popping that I'm like, I've never oh. heard of this oh, person. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always try to look at it as like, maybe they are popping. But it's just at, in a piece. If for as much as we're one earth and globe and people it's almost like we're different universes like the sykes thing is its own thing the hit things its own thing and it's like and that's the way it's supposed to be yeah that's what makes the world beautiful yeah <laughs> it's everybody has the space to create you know what i mean and instead of trying to figure out how you're gonna infiltrate and like take over somebody else's scene or culture mm -hmm. like, my thing with sykes i figured out is since i can't figure out like who the fuck likes my shit i'm just gonna make my own bubble yeah and make it my own little weird world yeah you know what i mean sykes weird world you know it's like i think i've been thinking a lot about like the talking heads mm -hmm. and it's like you think about they're a band that it's like you know, who the fuck do the talking heads sound like? They sound like the talking heads. Yeah. I'm not saying that Sykes and the New Violence is the talking heads by any means, but they had their own visual image and their own audio thing, and they just did their own fucking thing. Yeah. Damn. It didn't fucking and they, matter. And they made a and living been, and they do it. Yeah, there's been other artists that have done the same, the same shit as that throughout the years, too, and that's the path that I want to take. Yeah. Rather than trying... Lots of people do that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. People it's, don't even know, still don't... I know people that don't know who Tech Nine is. This fan base is like huge. Oh yeah, and they'll be like, "Who?" I'm like, "See, he's millions in a <laughs> Forbes list. Everything." You're like, "Who?" <laughs> so never, never get. That's what I try to explain to my clients at the studio, man. Is I'm just trying to, you know, I know we're going over, but it's it's chill. I can already tell. I hate when clients. It only happens. We'll say one out of every twenty where they walk in. They're like, "Well, who have you worked with? Who's been to this studio?" Like for them. 
it wasn't about me and them. It was about what they could get from who I had worked with. You know what I mean? And and I try and tell people now, I'm not who I worked with. I'm who they worked with. Whether they're really small or really big, like this is my universe going on. You know what I mean? I'm not worried that my album isn't right next to Takashi 6 ix on iTunes. I just want to make sure that the people who want what I got are getting what I got or getting what they want, you know? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we could sit here and just keep rapping for a while. I could talk to you forever, yeah. But yeah. I want to make sure that it's digestible for the listeners. So, yeah, Eulogy, May 20, <laughs> Monday, May 21st, 2018. Like I said, it's available everywhere. MikeHit.net if you want to know more. MikeHit anything. Just Google MikeHit, MCM Studios. You'll find out a whole bunch more. And... um I just hope you like it, you share it, you give me some feedback on it. And if you're a passive listener or watcher, that's cool too. But I'm hoping you really just join in on this experience that I'm giving you. Word. Word. And that's all, folks. That's Thanks so much for listening. Hit. Mike. Hit. Let's no longer of MCM, but no. of MCM. Yes. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop the beat with Sykes. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming over. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2018. Woo! Woo! Give him. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. I realized I never I never did my intro, but that's cool. Uh, we're, that's right. We were just you can do we're it now. on fire. Copy and paste it. Hello <laughs> and welcome to start the beat with Sykes and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use the bathroom so bad. Oh, I waited. You said, you said something. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to stop it. It's cool, man. Is it here? Uh, just go through the kitchen.